We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. The Chicago Bears have a new president and CEO as they have finalized to make former Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren the new president replacing Ted Phillips um, this spring. And we got to meet Ted. We got to meet Kevin Warren for the first time at Hallis Hall with a press conference. We'll break all of that down, plus some more front office news with Chicago and a little bit of more here on the podcast. Let me bring in my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, it was the day everyone got to meet Kevin Warren. And for me, my initial thought right off the bat, and I don't know how you felt about it, was it kind of just felt like a new era was beginning, although he doesn't officially start until I think it's um, April of 2023. But it just kind of felt like a new era now is beginning up as the president is now um, Kevin Warren. Yeah, no, I I think that's absolutely right. And I think, uh, you know, anybody who's listened to <laughs> to Ted Phillips speak or George McCassie speak, I think that you have to feel really good about the hire of Kevin Warren. I mean, he just came in and obviously you were there. Um, You know, I watched the stream, but I mean, he just had a very commanding presence about him and he was very clear and concise in what he said, very confident in what he said. I mean, his track record speaks for itself. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's been with three different NFL teams, uh, was the commissioner of the big 10 for a little over three years. Uh, he was an agent before that. Like, I mean, he's been all over the landscape of football, whether that's the NFL or college. Um, and, you know, I, I I feel, and again, you know, without going too over the top, this feels like a momentous occasion for the Bears and the fact that they finally have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing running the tip top of the football operations. I mean, we've heard George McCaskey talk, I don't know how many times, and he basically says, I'm not a football evaluator. Uh, you know, he's basically just kind of the guy that gets up there and talks. But I mean, ultimately, you know, the McCaskey family, I guess, you know, Virginia knows, you know, knows football. She's been around it long enough, but she's 90. I guess she's, is she 100 years old now? Does she finally officially turn 100? Yeah, yeah. She just turned okay, 100. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, you get the point, though. I mean, like outside of that, like the Bears have lacked the 
business and football knowledge um, for quite a while. And now they finally have that up at the very top. And obviously Ryan Poles will continue to run the football operation part of things, but that doesn't mean that Kevin Warren doesn't really understand that side of it. I mean, it's no, I mean, really it's no coincidence that, you know, when he got with the Rams within three years, they won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, w- with the Vikings, when he was there, um, the Vikings built a stadium. They become more, one of the more profitable uh, organizations in football over the last, you know, five or 10 years. And, you know, they've had their fair share of success as well. Like he knows what success looks like. He knows what he's doing. And I just think overall, I think just listening to him talk today, I think that there's a very good vision moving forward of what he wants to do. And no, this isn't going to be a 20 or 30 year long-term type thing. He's 59 years old. But I think even if you get a good, you know, eight to 10 years out of somebody like that, I think that it it, it really resets the direction of a football team and an organization that has needed this type of leadership for quite a while. Yeah. And he covered a lot of things, you know, George McCaskey kind of opened up the presser and then um, Warren had a statement and then McCaskey talked after the Q and a, it was about an hour and 20 minutes long. And there was kind of a lot to touch on um, during the presser. And I think Warren kind of handled himself well. Um, You know, I think he kind of said all the right things and kind of said it, you know, um, with conviction and, he sounds like a very smart guy. He sounds like a guy who really wanted this job. Um, you know, he said the bears contacted him. He said he didn't really have it on his radar as much. Um, I, I don't know how true that is, but he just took over the big 10 a couple of years ago. Um, and, and you look at his track record. I mean, you mentioned it with, with St. Louis. Um, he spent time with Detroit. He uh, was in Minnesota and he was pretty much the key architect there in terms of getting that stadium stuff going, um, not actually designing it fully as an architect, but, you know, he's kind of that, um, that key uh, piece to get it all going and, and make sense. He talked about that. Um, he talked about what he learned there, but if you go back and, and you look at his time in the big 10, um, you know, a lot of people remember the whole, you know, he wanted to stop play because of COVID and he kind of explained that where he was just trying to protect everyone, the players, we still didn't know what was going on. Um, but I mean, he did a lot of good there too. And, and obviously the, the two that stand out is getting those three big networks to kind of come together with the TV deal for the big 10, a lot of money involved there. Um, and then also getting, you know, USC and UCLA two kind of big names out West to join the big 10 um, in the future of football, which is only going to help with revenue all around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's um, he's got the accomplishments. He's got a football background. He's got a business background. Um, and you look and I think, you know, everyone wants to kind of touch on the, the stadium stuff. And I think that is absolutely some of the most important stuff um, right now with um, Kevin Warren and, and you know he's not going to really come out and say well I'm going to get started on that right away he did say you know that is a top priority they're focused on Arlington um, the Arlington Park property and all that so yeah just be kind of interesting to see what else is on his plate in terms of football wise and other stuff yeah no I want and you know speaking of the stadium I and it's funny because I've seen quite a few people who have speculated like Kevin Warren's going to step in and he's going to fix things with the city of Chicago and that weird. And I'm sure you got it too. Like it was, I think it was, what was it? Was it the Sunday morning? Was that like 2 AM in the morning or something like that? Uh, we all got, I, I, I would assume most of us got that whole, like that weird, like mock-up video thing. Of, yeah. Uh, the Soldier city released. 
or something yeah, like that. I'll yeah, I'll be honest, man. By the time I woke up, I was already like, I'm just, I'm not going to watch this. And I watched it later on. And like, but there's a lot of people who seem to believe that Kevin Warren stepping into this spot and is just going to completely abandon the whole Arlington Park thing and go straight towards fixing the relationship with the city of Chicago and, you know, putting this unrealistic dome on Soldier Field. It's like, no, that's not, that's not the purpose of what he's, what he's going to be brought in to do right out of the gate. I mean, he talked about it multiple times today. Arlington Park is their focus. There's only so much they can say right now. We all know their plans. We all know what they want to do. Uh, the Bears have been run like a mom and pop for way too long. Let's just put it that way. I mean, again, the McCaskies are a great family. Uh, Virginia is is a is a is a great woman. Has done a lot of great things for the sport of football, not just for you know the the franchise of the Bears. And George McCaskey has done really well over the last few years in terms of the diversity and inclusion and everything else that he has brought to the table. Uh, you know, over the last few years of really making that a point, that's great. But as far as a football organization goes, a professional sports organization, one of the biggest and most popular sports organizations on the face of the planet, the Bears needed to step up and and finally get that right business sense. And again, that's not the knock Ted Phillips. You know, Ted Phillips has done some nice things over the years, and I don't think he was half the boogeyman as what a lot of Bears fans thought he was. But I do think having the right guy in charge that understands things, you know, will will make a difference. Because make no mistake, like Ryan Poles is running the football organization, you know, the, the football ops side of things. And that's fine. He's reporting to Kevin Warren, which means ultimately if things go south in a few years, and I'm not saying they will, you know, I'm just saying just, you know, hypothetically speaking, if things go south, that's going to be Kevin Warren's decision to make. Again, like, you know, so it's one of those things where like we have to, like you said, like the stadium is at the forefront of everybody's mind for for good reason, because that's obviously that is going to help tremendously uh, in multiple areas. Right. But at the same time, I think it's also worth mentioning, like he's not some football guru by any means, but he's been around the game long enough. He's He's been doing different things, you know, being a lawyer, being an agent, uh, you know, having been, you know, held pretty high seats with three different NFL organizations and then also with the big 10 as well. So you're getting a guy that understands the game of football, that knows how a successful organization is run, who knows how to, you know, be around a team that is, you know, built up to winning a championship and won that championship. A guy that has built a stadium from scratch who has done big things regardless of what people say. And I understand, you know, the whole COVID situation, I get all that, but the reality of it is, is he was put into an impossible situation. And yes, there were probably things that he would probably go back and redo again. I'm not a big 10 fan. I mean, you know, I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm a big 12 fan. So I don't have probably as much insight or as much feelings on it as everybody else does, but he brought in a huge, uh, TV revenue deal for the Big Ten. He brought in two big schools into the conference. Like there was a lot of good things that he did. And again, when you look at the Bears, there has been so many things. And we've talked about this countless times. We talked about this last year. You know, it's like okay, you fire Ryan Pace, you fire Matt Nagy, but if you're not changing things up up at the top, does it really matter who they hire? Now I think that we're finally in a momentous position as fans, as spectators, whatever to where we can sit here and say things are truly changing for the Bears. This doesn't need to be a 20-year thing. This can be an 8- to 10-year thing and get them on the right track. But I do think that this is, again, it, it's it, it's a 
resetting of an entire organization that has been operating like a mom and pop for far too long. And now they're finally going to be brought up into the cash cow that they should be into the top tier organization that they should be. And I I think it's going to be interesting because I think when you, when you look at just how the culture has been established, and this is probably something that you can touch on much more than me because you're there, you know, at Hallisall, you know, all the time. But I do think that this is an opportunity for the, the 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 front of the Bears to change even on the media relations aspect of it, right? Where they have basically long thought uh, for quite a while, much longer than we've been seeing it develop over the last, what, five or ten years since the whole John Fox stuff and all that, where they have basically wanted to shut out media and be able to control everything themselves. And I'm hoping that they can see all of the different opportunities that they have in front of them that they're able to do with marketing to be able to give more to the fans. I mean, look at some of the stuff that like the Eagles and the Colts and some of these different teams do the successful teams that have, have had much more success than the bears in recent memory um, that aren't built up like Fort Knox that aren't withholding information and doing all this crazy stuff. And I hope that with Kevin Warren being in the position that he's in um, now and in the positions that he's been in the past, that hopefully some of that stuff will improve too, because that will help the overall fan experience as well. And again, you probably have more insight on that than I do. And maybe they've already said some stuff, but I would have to, I would have to believe that that's going to be something that's going to change as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and you know, you're talking those examples with the Eagles and the Patriots where they do like those coaches' videos and they actually like break down plays and stuff and all that. And I think that's fascinating. I wish the Bears would do more stuff. They just, the Bears, like you said, just kind of keep it Fort Knox and all locked up. Um, yeah, I, from what I've heard and kind of rumors going around, I do think it'll be a little bit of a better media experience and they're going to work on some things. I, I won't say like they're going to just completely over hall the media relations and everything will be opened up more access. I think it's going to take a lot of time. I don't think that's the top priority for him right now, but I do think they will be with this culture changing. Um, I mean, we already see it changing. Like look how many times we've talked to Ryan Poles already in one year. I, I want to count. I want to say it's like six or seven times. We've talked to Ryan Poles in his one year on the job. We talked to Ryan Pace once or twice a year. And those were mandatory, well, three times a year. Those were mandatory interviews where he would talk at the combine, he would talk at the draft, um, they would speak at a training camp, 
and they would speak at the end of the year. So four times a year, we got to hear from Ryan Pace. And, and, and it was, like I said, it was mandatory. So, you know, Ryan pulls, come down. He, he came down and talked after the Roquan Smith trade. Um, he talked today after this hiring. Um, he's talked a lot more. And I think we're starting to see that. Um, he, he talked after the Roquan Smith demanded a, 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 a demanded a trade in the preseason on family day at Soldier Field. He didn't have to do that either. Um, so, yeah, I think we're starting to kind of slowly see it changing. Um, in terms of the full media relations, yeah, I think you'll you'll get better and, and you'll um we'll see some differences. But yeah, I mean he Warren just kind of seems like a guy, and you know, I know he's gonna say the things that all the fans want to hear and the McCaskey family wants to hear and all that, but I truly think he believes, you know, what he says he really believes and he really means it. Like he's a guy he said he already drove out to Arlington Heights um when he got the job on his own to kind of check out the lay of the land. Um he went to a Bears game this year as a fan. Um, you know, bought a ticket, parked, went into the game, walked around the tailgating, walked around the stadium, interacted with people, um, probably people that didn't know who he was unless you're a Big Ten football fan. Um, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to introduce himself as, hey, I'm the Big Ten commissioner or, or anything like that, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy, I think he really wants to turn this franchise around and make it into a, what it once was, kind of change the culture around here. And I feel like they're on the right step with that. And I feel like, you know, they have the right guys in place with Ryan Poles. They have met Eberflus. You know, this was, I mean, dude, they won three games this year. And I got no sense the locker room turned on Matt Eberflus. I got no sense that, you know, the players were frustrated they weren't winning. But, like, when I talked to them in the last open locker room, the, the Sunday session and then the clean-out day, a lot of them told me, like, they believed in what, their bears are building. And I'm talking about not only guys that are going to be here next year, but guys that are pending free agents, guys that had one year deals, undrafted guys. They're like, I want to come back. You know, Josh Blackwell told me he wants to come back this year, next year for the bears uh, because he believes in truly what they're building in here. And he felt comfortable and he wasn't the only one that told me that. So, you know, I, I do think they're getting the right pieces into place. Um, now they just have to act on it. And I think Warren's, work ethic is really going to show um i loved i don't know if you caught this i love the quote um you know a lot of people kind of say stuff like this and don't follow up he said that he's going to go to every single employee in the building and ask them questions about how they can make the how he can make his their jobs better how the chicago bears can make the jobs better things like that i thought that was fantastic because i i don't think a lot of people do that i don't think a lot of executives do that and i, I think the bears have someone here that truly will do that and means what he says. Well, I think it's just, it's a culture change. It's, it's, you know, the, the business as usual is out the window. Right. And, you know, there, there are going to obviously be some changes and we'll have to see what happens over the next few years. But again, I think that when you look at Kevin Warren's track record, and I know that originally when the, when the whole thing kind of broke and it's funny, like looking back on it, cause this, I remember it was back. It was a week 15 or 16 is when the report started to trickle out that basically we were saying like that he was, you know, one of the leading candidates for the job. And usually when you see a name like that leak and this says one of the leading candidates for the job, that means he is the leading candidate for the job and or, you know, things have already reached that point. And then there was like another statement that basically came out from somebody else that said it might have actually been the Bears. I can't even remember that. They basically said something along the lines of like, we're still in the process, blah, 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 of doing it. Nothing's been decided. And it's funny because, you know, you listen to him talk today and he's talking about, 
how, yeah, he went out to Arlington Heights. Um, you know, he didn't really specify a time, but he basically went out to that property and checked it out. He called himself the stadium nerd. And then, yeah, he talked about how, you know, he went basically to the week 18 game against the Vikings and got the entire fan experience and basically, you know, was, was downtown and kind of got to see some things and then parked and walked into the stadium with fans. And, and that's the kind of thing where, Yes, George McCaskey will do stuff like that. And again, George is a good guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with George McCaskey, the human being. There's nothing wrong with George McCaskey, the person. And frankly, there wouldn't really be a whole lot wrong with George McCaskey, the owner, if it wasn't for the fact that he was kind of their first line of defense for a lot of this. And I think that that's kind of where this whole Kevin Warren thing comes in. He has an established track record. This is a guy that is known for going in. He usually doesn't stay super long at one place. Hopefully this will be, you know, considering he's already 59, hopefully that this will be kind of like the last hoorah for him. Um, But, you know, this is a guy that steps in and just changes the entire foundation of organizations from the ground up and leaves them in a much better place than when he arrived. And I think that that is something that a lot of Bears fans have been calling for a long time. And I think that that's why Bears fans should feel as optimistic as they are. Again, it's not, this isn't some blind optimism. This isn't, you know, hiring a GM that's never done it before. And you're hoping, you know, you're thinking that this is going to be the right guy or hiring a head coach who's been a great offensive coordinator, but we've never seen him as a head coach, has no head coaching experience. Like Kevin Warren has done this as his career for quite a while now where, you know, obviously this is an elevated position, but again, like this is somebody who has done this before that has the blueprint for everything that he needs to have success. And I mean, if you just look at what some of the, the outside people are saying, like in terms of, you know, different sources and just, you know, different people who have kind of gone on record, like there hasn't been one bad thing said about this move and how big of a, you know, it's just, it's, it's a huge move for the bears. And again, it's going to take some time. We're not going to see probably a lot of the overall influence. I mean, he's not going to be in the draft room telling them who to draft. He's not going to be sitting there, uh, you know, come March 13th and telling Ryan Poles, this is who you need to sign and all that stuff. Like that, it has nothing to do with that, but to have a, you know, first line of defense at the very top of things that understands how a football, a professional football, a successful professional football organization should be run uh, is huge. Not to mention all the other business aspects that he talked about today and, and you know, kind of his day to day on, you know, on a, on a game day, a game week and like what his overall focuses were. And I don't know, man, like like I said, it, it it's it's hard and it was a long one, like we were talking about it before. I mean, it was like an hour and 17 minutes. It was a long press conference. But his insightfulness and what he was saying and what he was talking about and just his overall energy and presence is something that, I mean, yes, obviously the Bears have hired GMs and coaches and so on and so forth that have had a certain persona about them. But to have somebody at a higher level than that that's going to be helping make some big organizational decisions over the next few years, I think is it's just something that we've never seen. This is something that a lot of fans have been calling for. And again, I, I think there's plenty of reasons to be excited and not just because I have a feeling, trust me, but it's because we've seen the blueprint of what he does and how successful he's been at basically every stop that he's ever had in this type of role. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and I agree with you, man. And it's just, like I said, it just kind of felt like just a whole new era's beginning. I know he hasn't officially started yet, um, but it was just, uh, he won me over. Um, and just everything he said, all of his plans that he had, um, why, you know, what he wants to do, um, putting Arlington Heights first and all that good stuff, man. It, it was it was really good. And, um, you know, we also got to talk to Ryan Poles and I think that's something that was interesting, um, from polls and something that you and I can kind of talk about was Ian Cunningham is a, was a candidate for two open GM jobs. He got interviewed. I was it Tennessee. He got two interviews. Was it Arizona? He also interviewed with. Yeah. So Arizona, he was actually a finalist as well. So he's a, this well. is the first time that he's had like a, 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 like a full interview cycle. This is the first time that he's interviewed to become a GM and in his first cycle, the only two jobs that were open, he was a finalist in both. Yes. And you know, some good news for the bears. Maybe it's not good news for Cunningham because I'm sure he wants a job. He's going to get one eventually. Um, He's not going to be hired by either of those two teams is, is the report today is that Tennessee will not hire Ian Cunningham. Um, and instead is going with Ron, uh, Carthen, uh, that kind of just broke what, like an hour before you and I got on, um, which also means, you know, that if, unless something crazy happens where he finds a job somewhere else this year, he'll be back in the building at house hall. Um, he'll do his minimum of two years and the bears will, will get a draft pick if he is hired. But when Ryan Poles talked, he was asked about this and this was obviously before, um, the Titans had hired, um, their guy, this was right after they, um, the, the report was that, um, Cunningham was a second fight or was another finalist. And, you know, polls was pretty much asked about, you know, the, the topic of, um, Ian Cunningham leaving and, and, and what, uh, what that means. And, you know, pretty much his quote was, you know, it, it, it's a big loss, but at the same time I'm prepared. I was prepared for this. So polls pretty much said he has a plan in place. He's prepared. He knew Ian Cunningham was going to get looks. Um, he was a name that was hot around the coaching or the front office circles going into this season before Ryan Poles brought him in. You know, Ryan Poles knew when he brought him in last year, hey, like this guy's going to get looks. He, I'm going to take him under my wing, essentially. I'm going to do what I can to get him a look. Um, they held a press conference with Ian Cunningham, I believe right before the season started or during the season, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was a chance for the Bears to give Cunningham um, press conference time to kind of audition for some roles moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's good news for the bears is that he won't be leaving this year, um, barring anything crazy, but um, yeah, if you want to chime in on, on Cunningham or what your thoughts were on that, I, I just think it's good that 
Ryan Poles kind of has that plan. I'm kind of curious to see what he does next when Cunningham is, you know, actually hired when that time comes. Well, you know, selfishly speaking, um, this is this is great for the Bears. You know, um, here, here's the reality of the situation, quite honestly. I mean, the Bears are in a spot right now where they may not have a better situation as an organization for quite some time, if ever. I mean, they've got over $100 million in cap space, the most cap space ever in the history of the league, right? They've got the number one overall pick. They basically have their full allotment of picks overall for the most part. I mean, they have a first, second, third, fourth, fifth. They don't have a sixth and they have a seventh and they have multiple fourths uh, and they have multiple fifths. So they are in a spot right now where they can take a, a team that finished three and 14 and, and frankly had a lot of close one score games where they very easily could have won. They could have very easily have been a five or six win team. And I don't think anybody really would have blinked or said anything about it. And they can take that team and make huge strides going into 2023. And we've talked a lot about that, right? Um, I, I think that it's, extremely important especially for a young general manager as ryan poles is he's going into his second year to have his right hand man a guy that he handpicked himself uh that came you know from two extremely good organizations when you're talking about ian cunningham between uh the philadelphia eagles um and then also the baltimore ravens before that so he's learned under some really good gms and really good names overall is extremely good from a selfish standpoint that the Bears are going to get him for another year. And obviously, I know a lot of people brought it up. I I get it to a certain extent, but I think that, you know, to me, I think that's kind of a secondary concern in terms of if he's here, you know, two years, which would be, you know, through this coming year, then the Bears would get a comp pick third round, uh, a third round comp pick in both 2024 and 2025. And obviously if he left, if he got one of these jobs and since he hadn't been with the organization two years then they wouldn't get that again, to me, that's a secondary concern. Everybody can feel how they want. That's fine. But I think when you look at Ian Cunningham, again, you're looking at a, at a guy that is extremely young for one, um, two came from two extremely good organizations that we talked about. I mean, he learned under Ozzy Smith and Baltimore. Um, and then when you look at, you know, who he was with in, in Philadelphia and then the amount of success that Philadelphia has had in terms of, uh, executives, you know, lower level executives getting general manager jobs, all that stuff. I mean, two very, very well-run organizations we're talking about, right? So you've got a guy that's young, that is on his third organization in an assistant general manager position where he's going to get a ton of good experience. Like you pointed out, he was on a presser uh, at one point this last year. I would fully expect that Ryan Poles will probably continue to try to do the same thing. It was very clear that he was trying to get the media to ask Ian Cunningham more questions to kind of get him seasoned with the media. Cause that's obviously a big uh, hurdle for a lot of people who are not used to, you know, sitting in front of cameras and being questioned by you know the 15, mistake, people. The mistake they made with that though, they put Ryan. They Poles, didn't really announce it. Well, are you talking about the Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham joint presser? Yeah. Yeah. They, they put Ryan Poles up there with him. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's another chance for us to talk to Ryan Poles. So it's kind of like if the, I get what they're trying to do, but they should have done it like one, you know, Poles goes and then Cunningham goes. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was clunky. And frankly, I mean, again, obviously, like it was very clear what they're trying to do. And I think if they try to do something similar next time, then hopefully Ryan Poles will kind of 
start deferring, even if the, some of the questions are at him, he'll start deferring more to Ian Cunningham. But either way, I mean, when, when you look at this, when you look at him as a candidate, right, like you're talking about three organizations worth of experience um, and a guy that's young, a guy that's clearly very well respected. I mean, and just to kind of keep in mind, I did quite a bit of research last year when the Bears were, you know, when, when they were in the process of hiring a general manager and a head coach. And I really went back and I looked at uh, general manager candidate trends, because the one thing that you'll notice, and, you know, it was, kind of, it was very evident this year, I mean, there's what, six head coaching openings right now, and there's two GM openings. And granted, the two GM openings is definitely lower than it normally is. But what you'll notice is there are a lot bigger candidate pools of general manager candidates because of how front offices are structured versus legitimate viable head coaching candidates. So every year you see less amount of jobs for general managers in a much bigger candidate pool. So what I started doing is I went back last year and I kind of looked just to see kind of the overall trends in terms of how things usually work with general manager candidates. And yes, you do have some guys like Ed Dodds and, uh, uh, the guy in Baltimore, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, um, man, Joe Hortiz, I think is his name. And th- th- there's a few different guys that have kind of like, they continue to get cycled and cycled and cycled and cycled, right? But then you have guys like, for example, this year, Monty Austinfort was a guy that the last two years prior, including last year, he was a finalist for the Bears, just never got around to interviewing for being a finalist. He was a finalist for the Bears. He was a finalist the year before that. That was his, this year would have been his third year on the, basically on the circuit um, interviewing for general manager jobs. And he finally landed a job. The one trend that I noticed and the same thing with Rand Carthon, he was actually, he went a finalist for the bears last year, but he did interview with the bears. And I want to say he also interviewed with Minnesota. I'd have to go back and look at that. But the general trend is that even the best of general manager candidates usually go through at least uh, one hiring cycle before they get hired themselves. The fact that Ian Cunningham was, this is his first, you know, cycle or, you know, the first time through the circuit of, of interviewing for general manager spots, there was two general manager spots available. He was a finalist at both of them. I mean, that's just, in, in, in at least according to what I was reading earlier, he was actually the runner up uh, behind Monty Austin for, for the job in Arizona. And, you know, he was one of three, you know, three supposed finalists, um, you know, that they basically, uh, you know, that the Tennessee interviewed as well. So I think what it means for Ian Cunningham is, yes, obviously, you know, for selfish reasons, I'm glad that the Bears are going to get to hold on to him for another year. I think it means two things. One, I think he's going to be the rock star candidate next year. I think the only other guy that will probably hold a candle to him that a lot of people have been kind of chasing for quite a while is Adam Peters um, from San Francisco. He actually turned down both uh, interviewing opportunities this year for both of the teams. But I think, one, he's going to be a rock star candidate for next year. Um, and two, I think that they just like the amount of respect that he received through this interviewing process, I think, one, speaks to him as an evaluator and him as you know a front office person and him as a person as a whole. But two, I think it also speaks to the – uh, eye for talent in terms of the overall evaluation aspect that Ryan Poles has as well. So again, it, it, it's unfortunate for him, although, and I don't think either one of these were bad spots, but I do think that he's going to have, I would guess, multiple options next year. I do think without a shadow of a doubt, I absolutely think he's going to get a job next year, but he's kind of following in that same trend that most of the hot shot 
um, up and coming guys follow where that first year Brian Poles is the same way. He was a finalist uh, in 2021 or sorry, 2020 before he ended up getting the bears job last year. And he was a finalist at all three spots that he interviewed for last year. So, you know, it's just kind of the trend that they all go through. Um, you know, and like I said, I do feel bad for, you know, Cunningham to a certain extent, but I also at the same time, I think everybody in that building uh, knows that his time is coming and I think it's going to be in 2024. Yeah, it's 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 only a matter of time. I think, you know, you can agree with that. I can agree with that. Like you said, I think everyone in that building um, will we'll agree with that. And yeah, it's a little, it's unfortunate. Selfishly, we're we're glad that he's staying. Um, I think it gives him another year to kind of build as well, build that resume and learn some more things. But yeah, you know, it, it it's going to happen. And I and like Ryan Paul said, I mean, he knew he's got a plan in place for it, so he he's kind of um, preparing for it without really saying, oh yeah, he's guaranteed to get a job. So uh, was there anything else that stuck out to you, um, Aaron, in that press conference or uh, did we pretty much cover it all? No, I think we pretty much covered it all, man. I mean, we're just kind of in uh wait mode right now with the playoffs and, you know, waiting until the, the off season kind of kicks off. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting here to see. I mean, we got the uh, shrine game coming up. Um, the senior bulls obviously coming up as well. The scouting combines, there'll be a lot to cover. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I'm already like, I know I'm putting out a mock draft this week, um, an NFL one and a bears one, but like I was already like not burnt out, but it's like every day there's a new rumor and it is just, it's like, I don't think anything, I mean, nothing's really going to get done for a while. Um, I, I think things will pick up at the combine stuff like that. Um, but man, it's just crazy. All the new rumors and it kind of feels like, Every day there's a new player that is being connected to the Bears um, via, you know, analysts or mock trades, all this stuff. So it's just been, it's already been a wild offseason, dude. It's only been, what, seven days? You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess it would be technically eight. But eight, yeah, no, yeah. it's going to be. I mean, I've been. Th- this is usually I've noticed like the off season is where I really you know my creative juices get flowing and it's a lot easier for me to come up with ideas i mean i've been working on basically you know a, a f- basically creating a formula um with past trends of you know trades within the top three that involve quarterbacks and kind of putting all of that together in terms of value and kind of to project what the bears can get and that's going to be something that'll be coming out over the next few days as well and yeah i mean it's just going to be for as, as much of a slow time as this is, I mean, we're sitting here on January 17th, um, you know, we're, as soon as the combine hits, man, things are going to get crazy in a hurry because there's going to yep. be rumors flying everywhere. The bear, again, man, the bears hold the key to this entire off season um, between money and, and having the number one overall pick. Like they, they're going to be able to control a lot of what goes on. And I mean, it's guaranteed to be an exciting off season. It's guaranteed to be a busy off season. I mean, there's no other way around it. So you know, for as is uh, you know, as repetitive as things may feel right now, here in a few months, it's going to be nonstop. Yeah, like you mentioned, man, the Bears, the Bears pretty much run the offseason. So it's gonna be very, very interesting. Um, Aaron, where can everyone uh read your work at? Where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? 
Yep, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Aaron Lemming NFL, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. Awesome. You can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Zach, Z A C K underscore Pearson. As Aaron said, it's going to be a very busy offseason. We'll have everything covered um, with the with the bowl games, the um, combine, free agency, all that stuff. So uh, make sure you check out the Bear Report. Please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Helps us and picks for polls. Until next time, everyone, please stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com